Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Okay, we're about to go live. We are, yeah, oh yeah, we're going live right now. So we, we love talking about it. We, we are live on YouTube. This is the EXO Live Show with, with me, Brent Evans, and also Stephanie Evans. Hello. The, uh, the, the Travis Kelsey and the Taylor Swift. <laughs> well, on both sides of the camera, because we have special guests today, uh, Dave and Ashley Willis, who are, who are OGs of EXO. Yep. But they are they're the real deal. And it's, it's exciting to have you on the show today because I feel like we have to get with your publicist in order to kind of schedule you because you're always in high demand. Everyone wants to have Dave and Ashley on their podcast or on their stage um, because you guys are, are doing great things in the, in the, in the marriage space. So it's a, it's a pleasure to have you on the EXO Live show. We love you guys. I'm going to give you the no, sign that you Travis Kelsey oh, gave, yes. gave <laughs> Taylor when he scored a wow. touchdown yesterday up in the box. Go. I love and it. And I'm going to take off my shirt like uh, Jason oh. Kelsey. And- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want you to be shirtless like he was. Yeah, that was amazing. And in Buffalo. Give a big roar. But t- today we're going to be talking about a lot of different things, but uh, we have an opportunity for people in the queue. This is live, so if you have questions for Dave and Ashley, they will answer these live. And uh, nothing is off limits because you guys are doing a lot of 14 days of sex, racy talk. Yes. And yes. I think that we have uh, an opportunity to answer any questions people might have. And I don't get embarrassed. I can talk about anything. Um, and I'm, I'm sporting this uh, XO 2024 shirt. We got a lot of great merch coming in. This is a sweatshirt coming in for the XO conference coming up. Uh, it's Valentine's Day weekend. And this is a Fellowship Church, Grapevine, Texas. It's going to be a, a fantastic event. It's sold out. Mm-hmm. It's been sold out for. I'm couple. so excited. I'm so excited. We do have EXO at home, which is a fantastic way for you to enjoy the the experience. It really is. If you want to have, like Dave said, a naked time with your spouse while watching a conference, <laughs> a marriage conference, that's your opportunity. <laughs> that's a way to do it. You can't do that at the conference. No, you can't do it. You naked. Can't get kicked right. out Not legally. <laughs> But you can do that. And we also have some merch that you can get for the home experience as well and some other things, digital resources that will help you enjoy it. But it's going to be a fantastic event. And then we have Frisco. Uh, if you can't make it to the Grapevine location, it's, it is sold out. If you haven't gotten tickets, the Fellowship Church Frisco campus is now open for a Saturday half-day event. And Dave and Ashley will be there live uh, for that event as well. That's right. We, we've got you, we got you slinging back and forth between Grapevine and, and Frisco to bring the Marriage Super Bowl. Yep. To, to every ounce of you guys. Wait. <laughs> I love it. And, and the winner is going to be all you who attend. That's right. That's right. Everybody so wins. Who needs a Super Bowl ring? And you've got a wedding ring to put on each other's hands at the vow renewal. That's right. That was it. good. You have to bring That's your own ring, though. Well, That's so much fun. We have. Thanks, thanks for setting that softball up yeah. for me because we have customized <laughs> EXO 2024 silicon uh, rings available at the conference for well, you. That's exciting. I know, and it's got even the logo from the theme this year inside. So every year we're going to try to have customized. These are Qualo rings, so these are actually high quality silicone rings. They're not just. I'm sorry, I left mine at home. Yeah, how dare you? I I thought, I at first, we were... it didn't match my outfit, so I had to change it. Okay, yes, well that's unfortunate. <laughs> it didn't match my outfit. And she's trying to get Those me to. She's trying to get me to put diamonds on it somehow, like, like some sort of bling. Or surround on it. it by diamonds. <laughs> or, or like a metallic or something. Yes. Th- that was Lisa Young's suggestion as well. She was on the show and they yes. were, were talking about. She's like, you know, diamonds are girl it. best friends. I, I don't know if silicone it. is. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Well, maybe for next trail. year we could get that on the merch list. But the... we do have customized rings, so yes, you yes. can get, you can get yourself a ring at the EXO Marriage Conference. Uh, but to start off today, we we just got back from our vision retreat. We went to uh, Florida. We celebrated uh, our vision retreat together. I feel like I'm so far away from you. I don't know. This desk is used for so many things. (laughs) I got promoted to the desk. Can you believe it? This is where Jimmy Evans talks about the Antichrist, and this is where Brent and Stephanie (laughs) talk about marriage. Uh, This is uh, is a little bit weird setup today. This is the first time we've done this together on this uh, setup. Um, So the weather today, Stephanie? (laughs) It's a little rainy outside. Yeah, it's uh, coming in from the north. (laughs) Um, back to Dave and Ashley. Uh, <laughs> well, it's a big day in sports, Brent. That's it's, right. uh, 
good. <laughs> we have uh, we had our vision retreat. It was fantastic. We had you know we tried to practice what we preached. We spent some time together, just us, praying through some significant things in our life. Uh, one of the things you know we prayed through was some some situations with our kids. You know, just making sure that 2024 was exactly what we felt like was going to be in their best interest. Uh, being prayerful about everything from friends to school to activities to sports. Um, just praying for their hearts. You know, I, I got on Amazon and got a little devotional I could do with my boys, yes. Timmy Tebow, and yes. uh, trying to do some stuff with, with my boys and invest in them. And so it was really good for us to get away and just spend some some really concentrated time figuring out what 2024 is going to look like for our marriage, for our finances, for our schedule. And uh, I think one of our one of our challenges last year was we were waiting to the last minute to schedule holidays. So we would we would not have anything planned for spring break or for summer vacation or you name it. Yeah. And so it's so difficult to find something. And then we would something. have FOMO because everybody was on vacation yeah. yes. and we're like, what are we doing? Nothing. So this year we, we tackled that <laughs> beast and we, we figured out a way to, uh, to kind of just prepare ourselves and, and commit to things. Because one of the things that we deal with is it's hard for us to commit early on for things that are going to happen, let's say, for Thanksgiving holidays or even summer vacation, which is six months away, because we can't commit because we always think, well, what if something happens and there's something, some sort of caveat, and we are locked into this, you know, travel schedule. Yeah. But that's part of the yeah. thing that we had to resolve this year is commit to some things. Put yeah, some so we planned out our whole entire year, spring break, Memorial Day, Good. summer, and Thanksgiving. So, yeah, so when that stuff comes up, now you. we have a plan, and, you know, it just helps, helps to avoid any kind of, Conflict. It does. And so it's uh, yes. it's good to get on the heels of the vision retreat. And I can just say once again, everyone out there, to please schedule a vision retreat with your spouse. It is not easy to do, no. but it's super helpful. It was great for our marriage. We were able to just spend some time together without kids, without the frustration of daily grind of life. And it's it's not it's not easy to do because now's a busy time of year for me. Mm-hmm. And our kids are in school. Everyone's got just everything going on Mm -hmm. but I will say that just if you want to know some of the recipes for success in marriage it is being disciplined to do things even when they're not easy to do so the vision retreats are important Um, you can go find a vision retreat guidebook that you guys uh, Dave and Ashley actually walk you through a whole there's a a course on vision retreat vision retreat.com with a guidebook that makes it super easy super practical for couples to invest in their marriage we give you the tools here at xo to take all the guesswork out of it and you can have and don't worry i would just say you know if you feel like maybe you can't do it in january i mean it's there's never a wrong time i Mm -hmm. mean we just choose to do it at the beginning of the year because it it helps but i would just say just don't wait even if it's august you know september whatever just take the time and just do it it, you'll still see the fruit from it okay i have a question for you ashley okay you are an amazing woman. Yes. You had surgery two weeks ago, and I think I think it was hours after the surgery, you were uh, sharing your experience. You and Dave were in the hospital talking about everything. So I'm, I'm saying something that's very public because it was on, on Instagram. It's I saw very it. public. Um, you have the most, you have the most um, famous uterus in, in 2024. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, thanks for being, honestly, thanks for being so transparent and available for a lot of women out there to hear your story, to be able to see kind of what it looks like to go through that process. And you were, you were very um, just uh, open about the, the experience. Dave, you looked very supportive. Um, you looked very comfortable, very yes. supportive. <laughs> she did all the work. I mean, you, you I just, were basically uh, in her bed, in her hospital bed with he her. He was. And I, and I, <laughs> I just, I felt like she needed cuddles. But yes. Then uh, I did get kicked out of the bed immediately after the video. Like, I, I couldn't need, move a whole lot. I, need, so I was like, Ugh. I was like on yeah. tubes and everything else. But yeah. she said, okay, I was. But he did stay with me. Like at first I wasn't sure just because, you know, we got the four boys. I was like, I don't know if Dave needs to stay. It's uncomfortable. But um, he stayed in the hospital with me and Dave's parents were so gracious to come into town and watch our boys while that was all going on. And it went well, thankfully. I did the robotic one, uh, which I won't get into the details of that, but it's supposed to have a, um, I guess, a bit of a faster recovery. And so far, so good. I mean, the main thing is just not pushing it too hard and if you've seen the movie wally the pixar movie exactly <laughs> what the robot wally. looked like he just rolled in <laughs> he was like uterus so and you know he, 
You talking about the one that stuffs the trash inside of him? Or the yeah, other, yeah. like, oh, right, e- Eva, right. the Eva one. Eva. Eva. The one that's yes. like a capsule. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was just like that. Oh, okay. Right. No, but it was, it's been, it's been good. And I'm very grateful that everything's gone well, pretty she's, smoothly. She is so much tougher than me, guys. I mean, like, I'm not exaggerating. Her pain threshold is a thousand times mine. You know, she's been, like, ripped open. And she's not taking anything but Advil. I mean, I'm like, if I step my toe, I want to, I call hospice. I'm like, just come, <laughs> just keep me comfortable. Morphine, please. So I, I could at any time. Yeah. And so I don't know how she does it, but she's, she is, she's just a rock star. I mean, we're getting ready for the, you know, the, the XO season, writing content, preparing for what's going to be a great season with XO and with uh, churches we're going to be going to that, have, you know, been booked through XO She's in her final semester of a biblical counseling program. Uh, and so here she's, she's like healing, like laying in bed and already reading books and working on stuff. And I'm just thinking, how do you do it all? I mean, oh, goodness, that's not true. You, you do stuff all the time. <laughs> I'm just trying to keep up with I you. I mostly just watch her and think, how? How does she do it? But uh, we're also proud of her. And, and thanks for the prayers and the encouragement yeah, everybody really, thanks brent and stephanie them. for sending flowers you guys are the yes, best yes i still and, have them they've been so yeah beautiful. they're so pretty yes um so yeah it's been it's been it's been a sweet time just seeing the outpouring of of love and encouragement it has been really and blessed. um thankful she's gonna feel so much better mm-hmm. she really had it'll you know, improve my quality of life oh so yeah, it was so a much. no-brainer yeah. and even when the pathology came back it was like, yes, this should have probably happened a long time ago. So, and Stephanie's been a great friend to me. A lot of people watching, you guys may not realize, like, we work with Brent and Stephanie, but they're also very dear friends of ours. And so, you guys are. she's listened to me talk about my uterus for years now. And so, I'm really glad that she's been such a dear friend, oh, giving me great advice. I, I told so her it's going to be the best thing. I mean, your life is going <laughs> to change because I had the same surgery, and it's it's so freeing. It's so wonderful. So I'm excited. You really encouraged me. I'm telling you like that last conversation we had just a few months ago, I was like, I need to, I just need to do this. So I'm really grateful. Good. I'm so glad. (laughs) I have nothing to add to the uterus conversation, but I do do think that you guys feeling happy makes your husband's happy, which I've fairly, very much endorse whatever it takes to make you guys feel good because we want you to have Right. your best life ever but it is important That's to right. pay attention to your body what's happening with it but I, I do want to applaud Ashley for for going through that publicly because I do think that a lot of women if they were wondering you know if there was a solution maybe they're having a similar issue or you know they've just kind of been waiting a while to even talk to their doctor about the possibility yeah. of of doing any kind of surgery hysterectomy whatever would be a part of that um I think you inspired a lot of people out there so yeah. good job That's kudos cool. So, so, <laughs> so um, I, w- I want to ask you a question. I don't want you to give too much away, but I want you to tease because you guys are headlining the Exo Marriage Conference your Friday night. Um, you're going to be headlining the, the, the night we have with Jimmy Evans. And um, I want you to tease kind of what's on your heart, what you're going to be talking about, maybe what, maybe share a little, little nuggets, little morsels to get people excited about what's going to happen at the conference. Yeah, we're excited. Yeah, we, we're super pumped about this year. We've got... Um, we've got two two separate messages planned that are very unique, I think. Very from, different. They're, they're different from each other and mm-hmm. also different from anything we've done at the past at XO. So you want to tell them about yeah. like a, a little trailer for the first The first, first talk. So Friday night, we really want to do something interactive. So this is going to be one of the most interactive talks we've done, and it's going to center around um, kind of when we were brainstorming about it. I think I was calling it like, we, we, we were going between what would you do or what not to do, like, and it's in different scenarios in marriage. So there's going to be a lot of laughs and there's going to be a lot of like conundrums where it's like, what, would you do? what choice would I make? And we're going to yeah. involve the audience and we're so excited, but it's going to center around healthy communication, which is literally every time we talk to a couple, almost, I would say 90 of the time it's like a, it's a communication issue. It really is. But even the scenarios that we're talking about, I know one, one is related to in-laws. We, we have a book, uh, our newest book is about in-law relationships. We'll talk about that. One's related to sex. So like, they're going to be various scenarios. It'll, it'll hit on a lot of different areas, but in a way that I feel like is interactive and fun and fresh. And then, uh, the, the, our second session, which we're going to do right before the vow renewal and the vow renewal is my favorite part. And we're just uh, honored to get to, it's lead so folks awesome. do that. I mean, just the times we've done it when, when Jimmy and Karen have, have led it's that, been it's been such so meaningful. And for us to 
have the opportunity to do that now it's it's um it's just truly an honor but leading into that we'll do our final talk and um I don't want to give too much away. No, but don't I give too much say, away. I don't want you to give too much away. There are props. We'll, we'll oh, just say wow. that there are, there will be some some props on stage that will create visual interest. Is this G rated? Immediately. <laughs> that's that's what we'll say about before that. a word is spoken. And yeah. so, um, I'm excited. I'm just really excited. I I'm excited to hear the other speakers. It's a great lineup. Yes. Every time uh, I hear I hear Jimmy speak, I mean, still, I mean, I was I was listening. Just this morning, I pulled up one of his uh, his old talks on YouTube just to kind of like get some some insight, and it's just always so good. It's so I look forward so to good. him. We've got um, we've got some familiar faces coming back. We've got some new faces coming, and it's gonna be it's gonna be just amazing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. so yeah, thank you for Brent and Stephanie. Thank you guys for you know for the opportunities. We're just mm-hmm. we we look forward to this to the whole season, but we look forward to this event. The, the the cornerstone grapevine event broadcast out to homes and satellite churches this one weekend I believe is is our most like meaningful fun encouraging weekend of the whole year yeah and we're just super excited about it mm-hmm. we love it well I'm I'm looking forward to it as well it's again it's sold out but you can watch it on XO at home XO at home dot com is where you can find that Dave and Ashley have a have a new book out but you guys are are really producing a lot of content on your social media as well every day you guys and you do your own social media, so you're constantly on there talking about different things. But what I want to talk about now is a little sex, because y'all just did 14 <laughs> days of sex on the Naked Marriage podcast, and uh, to say it was it was uh, it was detailed would be giving it <laughs> <laughs> not enough credit. Uh, but I wanted to hey Taiwan, if you can put this up on the screen. Um, oh my the, gosh! The the top searches for sex tips. So. You know, there's people out there that are having questions about sex, and they put them into the search engine for whatever reason. There is a private Mm -hmm. mode that you should use more often than not if you're going to start searching for things that you want to make sure people don't see. (laughs) But Google knows everything. So the top top search term, uh, uh, according to uh, this, this, uh, this, this was from a few years back, was how to have sex. So... You think that's the basics <laughs> of life, but do, you, sex, do yeah. you ever think that some people just don't know how to have sex? That's a confusing yes, part. Yes, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, there was a part from this movie, this like funny movie I saw one time where this guy, this girl was marrying this guy, and it, it was like a scam, and he was real kind of simple-minded. And she was like, you've really never had sex before? And he was like, nope, never. And then she said, well then, how do you know we're not having it right now? <laughs> and, and it's like, <laughs> so maybe there are. Well, I mean, some I, folks that uh, didn't have health class or didn't have parents. Their parents that never talked about talked it. about it, and and uh, they're unsure of of you know what it what it entails, what goes where, and. Yeah, it, I, I mean, I think the bigger question, more than how to have sex, I think in general. Like, I'm just judging from the questions that we receive because we kind of, that's our gauge usually when we put content out there. It's not always a how to have sex. I think they understand, like you said, what goes where. But we always get questions about how to, um, like, have an orgasm. How do you know if you've had an orgasm? Like, how do you know, like, you're enjoying sex? Like, that, we get that question a lot. And um, usually from women, I think women, it's a little more mysterious for some because they've just not had someone talk to them about it. Well, and, and it, they're not and aware of what's going on. Like, orgasm for a man, like there's kind of like visual evidence right. of, mm-hmm. of like, oh, that happened. And for for women, it's the process is usually, you know, I mean, it's it's a different process. It's right. And so that's why we actually one of our episodes in the fourteen day, um, fourteen days to great sex, was um, I think we have like a his and hers orgasm. Like we talk about both of those. They're in some of the last days of that, which just ended yesterday. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think more than anything, I think what couples need to do is just talk about their sex life. You know, I had somebody write me in the midst of this uh, series on the Naked Marriage podcast, and and it was a husband, and he said, when I watch you guys, I guess he watches this on YouTube, on the David Ashley Willis YouTube channel. He said, when I watch you, he goes, I'm so excited that you guys can talk about this, but my heart grieves because I want to be able to talk that openly about it. Mm -hmm. And I wrote him back immediately, and I was like, listen, it's taken us a long time 
to get to this point, and plus it's our job. I mean, we talk about this all the time, so we're very comfortable with it, but we didn't always talk about it this openly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you have to start somewhere, but that's the main thing is it is it's a very intimate, you know, sex is intimate, obviously, physically intimate, but it's also, it's an intimate act just to talk about sex. And I think people don't do it because it almost seems scarier than the act itself. And so we, we try to talk about it. And XO, it, it, you know, puts out all this different content about it to really give people, I don't know, a, a way to talk about it, like to start somewhere because it's, it's baby steps, you know? Yeah. It, it's hard to please everyone, right? And I'm not talking sexually. Yes. Talking, it's hard to please everyone who has an opinion about what you should be doing in the bedroom. So, For I mean, sure. the, the, the emphasis that we have here at XO is you, you are in a monogamous relationship with somebody you love and you're committed to, and you want to enjoy things together. And everyone's built different. Everyone has different situations, scenarios. There's some people that have handicaps. There's some people that have, you know, uh, physical issues. Some people have mental issues. Sometimes there's, you know, abuse in the past, uh, sexual abuse. Sometimes there's infidelity in the past. So you're trying to kind of like put all these things in the in the the mix, Mm -hmm. and and but still have really directional conversations about the the real stuff about sex, which is. Like a man typically is thinking about sex, like don't think about sex, Dave. But you're thinking about sex because <laughs> just we're talking about sex. But but even beyond just guys, just are always talking, thinking about sex. So so it's until seventy. It's like doesn't matter what time, when, where. I'm down. Let's do it. Right. Even if I'm not <laughs> in the mood, I'm good. I, I'll I'll just I'll just clear my schedule. Yeah. But you know. <laughs> and then yes. what what does your dad say that women? It's like number thirteen. Yeah, on the list. list. Like, like after gardening yeah they're thinking about a lot of other things besides it <laughs> that's um, great yeah you know and now now that we're in the season of life we're in we've been married almost 26 years sex looks different now but i think it's actually because we know each other so much better and we've been together it's actually probably the best season for our, our intimate life not to get too too graphic i don't want stephanie to feel uncomfortable but i just <laughs> um but i feel that way i feel like we we know each other better and we're more intimate so that that physical connection which was primary for me in the beginning now it's more important for me to for us to enjoy each other more more than ever and that looks to to me like a lot more like me figuring out what brings her pleasure and us having conversations about it which is which is sometimes uncomfortable because a lot of times I want to talk about it the next day like a play-by-play I want to have a I want to have a recap yeah I want to have uh you're watching the game film, circling things. Yeah. Oh, like How can I improve here? Should I put the leg up or what? Right. So it's, you know, it's one of those things where you, you want to improve. As a guy, you want to get better. You want to make sure it's all, it's all good. But for a wife, I don't feel like they're always about the performance as much as they are about the connection. I'm, I'm again, yes, broad, broad strokes of like, you know, making sure that people understand that's not for everybody. Because there are relationships, because we always hear about it, where the husband is not as interested and the wife wants to have sex, and she's basically feeling like she's not sexy because her husband doesn't desire her. And for him, maybe it's just a performance issue or anxiety or ED. These are all, these are all things that are, that are treatable. But it also could be that they just don't have a great relationship, and yeah. they're not willing to yeah. talk about the hard things that are uh, keeping <sighs> I'm a child. I'm going to start saying sexual innuendos do if, I don't, if I don't stop myself <laughs> mid-sentence because I was going to say something about talking about the hard things. And it's, whatever. <laughs> it's, it's all good. We're, we're adults here. We're, we're having fun. Hi, everyone. We're, this is XO Live. If you have questions for Dave and Ashley or for uh, my, my childish mind about sex, we can, uh, we can answer those today. But Dave and Ashley are experts. Don't direct them towards me unless you want to uh, – um, no, I want to hear your the real you truth your about sex. <laughs> Ask Brent and Stephanie. I'm here for it. So on this I'm list dead. of sex tips, search terms, um, how long should I last in bed? And is it okay to have sex every day? Or a couple of them. I think those are questions. Not that, not that having sex every day should be a reality, but, you know. What think, is your advice on that? What, what do you guys say? How long should you last and how often should you have it? Oh, wow. We, we do get that question. Yeah, but how sure. long should it last? We don't get that often. But like, I mean, we talked about, you know, especially if, you know, I guess how long should it last? Hopefully that you both, you know, achieve the climax. Right. Yeah. Like that's, you, both, that, you both get pleasure from the experience, which, you know, usually partners, you know, one is going to climax before the other, but it's being patient. And usually it's oftentimes a man who will um, be, you know, needing to wait on his wife, um, and so that's how long, like, don't, don't 
cut your spouse off there if you can help it. But there's things that can even help that, and we talk about that more on the podcast. But I would say, like, as far as frequency, we get that question all the time. I mean, absolutely. If, if you want to have sex every day, amazing. Like, that's awesome. As, as a, a couple, a husband and wife, having sex every day, great. Um, maybe multiple times. I, we had somebody uh, write us when we were talking about this once, and she was like, I mean, two to three times a day. Like, that's... <sighs> That's what we need. And I, and I think, what kind and of I'm supplements like, do you like, take? Are like, you I stretching wanna, in between? Like, that's like, a lot. I want to know your regimen. <laughs> right. I want to know what vitamins and you're taking. And this was not a young couple. Like, they were probably, like, our age at the time when we were talking to them. And I was thinking, man, I'm really interested to know exactly, yeah, what, like, but no, <laughs> what's the There's a wide spectrum. I, I Very think, wide spectrum, yes. Yeah. I, I feel like if it's not consistent, and by consistent, I, I would say, like, as, as a baseline, if it's not happening I feel like unless there's like some kind of medical emergency or there's like a deployment, there's distance between you. If you're under normal circumstances, two relatively healthy people, you know, under the same roof and you're not having sex at, at a bare minimum of once a week. Um, I feel like that's an emergency. I feel like, because there's really no reason for it, for it not to happen. And if you put it off and it's, it's not happening at least that often, then you're going to start going into these ruts where it's really, really, Un, it's just not happening. You're in a rut where it's not happening at all, and you're opening you're yourselves up to not, disconnection, yeah. to a temptation, a temptation to have an affair, temptation to fall into porn, or to connect with other people in other ways that aren't healthy. And and we need that connection. Now, it's, it takes a lot more than sex to build a great marriage, but it's nearly impossible to build a great marriage without it, unless you're just in a place where you physically you can't do it. I mean, like I mean, right now with Ashley's healing, we physically can't have intercourse Not while intercourse, she's while yeah. she's healing you know so we're trying to stay connected in every way that we can but um you're working around that you know that boundary right mm-hmm. now while she's healing and you might have seasons of marriage like that but under normal circumstances um i would say i would say shoot, shoot the goal is uh, if, if the two spouses have completely different drives i feel like the goal and this is a controversial thought for some reason for people the goal is try to do try to make the goal as much as the higher drive person wants to do it instead of like meeting in the middle like well they want to do it three times a week i want to do it once a week so let's meet in the middle and do it twice a week like no why wouldn't you just aim for the higher standard and say no let's let's aim for three and both benefit from it and whoever has the higher drive in any part of marriage like which spouse has a higher drive for communication if one spouse wants to talk um an hour a day and the other spouse never wants to talk well, we wouldn't just say, well, you gotta, you just got to never talk because one's not in the mood to talk and it's, it's not right to pressure them to talk. W- with any other thing outside of sex, we wouldn't even think that way. We'd say, no, you got to talk. That's part of marriage. Right. Like <laughs> so, like, so, so get over it and, and, and talk and you'll end up enjoying it and connecting. So aim for the higher standard. And I think both people benefit when that happens, as long as there's not manipulation tied yes, to it, as long yes. as there's not control. And well, I think that happens. I think, I, think, I think people, because y'all, y'all represent a healthy marriage, I think people do use sex as a tool, as a weapon, as a, a means yeah. of manipulation um, on yeah. both sides. I mean, you know, it's one of those things oh, where right. if you withhold it on purpose because you're wanting to retaliate or you just don't, you just don't want to fulfill that, that need. In, punishment. Yeah, for punishment. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, just, that's just cruel. I mean, it's just, it's just, for, it's, it's hurtful. It's, it's, it's not it's healthy. Cruel, yeah. And I think that that's where a lot of people struggle because once that starts happening, and you haven't resolved it, it just piles up. And then you have a lot of resentment. Then it's harder than ever to get yeah. get back into a rhythm where you feel free to even express, like, hey, I would love to be together on both sides. And right. then that's not met with, you just had it. What do you, right. what do you yeah. like, or why, why would you make me feel like, you just had it, why do you need it again? And that's where a lot of guys mm-hmm. feel ashamed or, or guilty, um, or a lot of women feel like a guy uses that to, um, basically turn them into I don't know my dad uses the term in in um in his book I'm not going to say it on on the air I don't want this tied to me but basically your your wife's just a, a means of it, he uses the terminology vaginal masturbation you, you don't need your oh, wife yeah. to just be there to give you uh, a release I, I don't want like a warm body yeah, yeah I don't right. want that yeah. is it warm yeah. sometimes it's not even warm sometimes she's scrolling on Facebook that I've you know <laughs> right. people are you know check checking social media so it's not a c- true connection and I feel that's like that's not, right. that's not what a guy wants either so really mm-hmm. I think you guys represent a healthy marriage and, and we do too but there's a lot of people out there that are frustrated because 
they don't just want the orgasm and release. They want to feel connected to their spouse. Yes. And, and that's, Absolutely. and that's a challenge uh, for some out there. And I think that's why you guys talking about it for, for an extended period of time on the naked marriage podcast is so healthy because you're giving people the reality of marriage and allowing them to kind of process it and, and talk about uncomfortable things. And so um, I have a question in the queue from Gunner, and this is, what if your wife tells you that sex does nothing for her? So as a man with pride and with self, uh, you know, esteem and, and wanting to, you know, pleasure your wife and not just be one-sided, if she's communicating that sex does nothing for her, how do you, how do you process that and go forward? Mm. I know that's hurtful to hear. Oh, man. yeah, I'm sure. You know, Gunnar, thanks for the question. Man. And I'm sorry that you're dealing with, I know as a man, like the, the, the pain that that Painful. would bring, the rejection that you're feeling personally. But the first thing I would say is, like, don't take it personally mm-hmm. because if she doesn't enjoy it at all, it's usually rooted in something something else. Mindsets related to sex, maybe a negative experience with sex in the past. Yeah. We have a book called The Counterfeit Climax that um, goes into detail about kind of just the mindsets that people have, many of them rooted in negative experiences or false messages that have created in them the the inability to see sex in a healthy way or even to enjoy it. And usually when someone says, just sex isn't for me or I don't enjoy it, um, that's, that's not rooted in something that's broken in their body, like their anatomy is fine. It usually is something that happened in their mindset and what they were taught about sex and the way that they were exposed to sex and that they haven't been able to process that in a healthy way. And so um, I would say that reading that book together or listening to that audio book together and going through the conversation guides in it might help you both get to the root of right. where her mindset related to sex has come from and how together you can work through that. Um, but just let her know, like, listen, I want to connect to you. This this isn't just about my pleasure. This is about our need as a couple and your need as an individual to be able to experience sex in a healthy way within marriage, the way God intended. And let's not settle for anything less than that. Let's not just say, well, we're going to, we're just going to have a a sexless marriage. That's not what God wants for either one of you. And so we've got a lot of resources beyond that book here at Exo Marriage. Um, If you want to talk to someone, which I think could also be beneficial. um, There are therapists that specialize in sex therapy. We have interviewed one on the podcast. His name's Dr. Michael Seitzma, Christian man who specializes in sexual issues for couples. And then our mediators here at XO, um, xomarriage.com slash help. You can learn about our amazing mediators who are prayer warriors, who are trained and equipped to to help couples work through their issues and find common ground. Um, And I I think it'd be beneficial to talk to them. So you don't have to figure this out alone. That's what I'm saying. But it does need to be dealt with. It does need to be um, brought out into into the light, so to speak, and, and tell your wife, like, listen, I I don't shame you for the way that you feel. I want to help you through it, but let's let's work through it together because mm-hmm. you don't have to stay stuck. Mm. And I just want to add too. I feel like kind of what I hear behind that is like I think you got to flip the question and and say, well, what does do it for you? Like, when do you feel closest to me? Is it conversation? Is it doing some other kind of activity together? Is it when we're with the kids together, if you have children? Is, you know, what is it? Like, like find out what does it for her? Like, cause I think she means like, I'm not getting that, like what I hear, you know, without meeting with you in person, I hear that maybe she's not gaining that much pleasure from it. It feels like a chore. It might have to do with the season that you're in. I just heard from a mom just the other day saying like, I want to love sex so much, but I am so tired because I'm a stay-at-home mom and I just feel like it's literally another thing and I've been touched all day by these children and to, to think about being touched again, I just need my personal space back. And I get that, like I've been a stay-at-home mom for, for years of our marriage. So like, I think you gotta, I would, I would ask her that question, well, what does do it for you? Because you're trying to understand what does it for her and then that kind of opens her up to being like, well, you know, I feel connected when this is happening and you could say, well, sex makes me feel the closest to you. And so if we can both be serving each other in those ways and, and, and meeting that need of what, what does it for each other, then we're going to grow closer together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's good advice. Yeah. The biology of it, it's really for, for, for wives, they don't understand what happens when a man is connected to his wife physically. Like I feel, I feel centered. I feel like there's no other woman, you know, I, I feel like I'm, I'm tethered right. to her 
whenever we we have sex and you, you share so many like you know uh, the endorphin rush and everything that happens yeah. and all the the chemical releases they they do for for a period of time they connect you in a way that you can't get that any way way else from a man's perspective and for a right. wife and i think that that you know she's got that gift of sex that it should be uh used as a gift it should be given freely it should be able to to be given in a way that's healthy and i would say in in my just two cents to this is that uh, you know you can get inside her brain and turn her on a lot easier than you get inside her pants and turn her on don't quote <laughs> yeah. me on that <laughs> don't quote me on that yeah, but mark Brent, you're exactly but, right but yeah. i found that you you start with the with their mind and you start kind of getting them uh you know giving them communication good communication that's connecting with their heart and then you're you're talking or, or to them. serving them speaking mm-hmm. to what like what ashley said you know sometimes maybe she's maybe she's overloaded with the responsibilities of the home, you know, helping to take mm-hmm. some of that off of her mm-hmm. this, so that she can open up. You know, one of the things that um, your mom actually talked about this uh, for what she used to do is that even in, when she wasn't in the mood and her dad, you know, your dad wanted. Um, Don't talk about the parents having sex, please. <laughs> they were going to be together that <laughs> night. <laughs> she said if she was out, you know, running around with the kids or um, doing errands, she would drop everybody off and then take a couple of um, extra uh, drives around the block just to kind of yeah. get her mind in it and just prepare her heart and her and her body or whatever to be together with them. Mm-hmm. So it was just so helpful just to kind of prepare for that. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, no, it is helpful. That. I think that's, a, that's, that's a, it's a smart, it's a smart way to look at it rather than just thinking, well, you have to automatically just be in the mood and be ready to have an adventure in bed with me. It's like, you know, I, I need to be more in tune with what's going on in your mind, kind of turn turn off some of the things that are that are a distraction for you, uh, close some of the open loops, and get you as, you know, close to distraction-free as possible so you can focus on this guy. Like, I want you to be focused <laughs> yeah. on all of this. Yeah. Um, so in the queue, we've got a couple shout-outs. We have uh, uh, Rose Miller, this is Myron and Rose Miller from Bristol, Indiana. They said they wanted to say thank you so much for all you guys do. We had the pleasure of meeting Dave and Ashley at the Exo Conference in Michigan. Such great people. Oh, hey guys. And then Jose <laughs> says blessings, Exo 2024. Thanks, Jose and Veronica from Somerton, Arizona. Hoping and praying we can make it to this 2024, to this year, this year to a conference. And so there's people from all over the country that are tuning in and loving you guys. But one more question uh, from the queue here. I'm so convinced I made a mistake getting married five years ago. This is from Utado. Uh, we became pregnant less than a month after marriage. I ended up birthing the mother I never thought was in me, thanks to the Holy Spirit. But my hu- husband didn't shift to fatherhood. I feel like I had to carry our fam. So somebody feeling like they made a mistake getting married, how do you, how do you really kind of even go down a path to get them their mind back on track to thinking that this is a covenant marriage that God wanted? as opposed to them believing a lie that this is a mistake? Wow, that's a good question. Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I'd say first off, congratulations on your baby. Yeah. You know, that child is, is a precious gift, and God has a beautiful plan for that child's life, and that child would not have existed without this marriage. And so right, right off the bat, there's a, there's a blessing, a priceless blessing that's already happened as a result of this, this marriage. And I would also say... Um, the most, I believe the most stressful season in a couple's life is, is a season when you have, you have young kids. It's, it's hardest to connect. Um, there are, you're exhausted physically, emotionally, it's financially often, and it's just difficult. I mean, it is just difficult. It's the time when you're most likely gonna, gonna, I don't know, be in conflict and just be out of, out of sorts. Yeah. And so, it's not always going to be like this, but it is important if you're feeling disconnected now to not go on autopilot, but to really, really work on it. But f- to work on it, you have to change first your own mindset because the only part of your marriage you can change is, is, is you, really, your perspective and your attitude. And if you're looking at your spouse saying, I made a mistake, this person's a mistake, then that's what you're going to see every time mm-hmm. you look at them. Mm-hmm. But if you can change your mindset to say, this person's a gift. I mean, this, this person was brought to me by God, and we're in a tough time right now, but I'm so thankful we're going to get through this. He's not where I want him to be right now, but Lord, grow me in the ways I need to grow. Help me to love him 
the way you love him. Help me to encourage him and help call out the good in him that I know is there. And if, if you'll try those things, it doesn't take away the fact that he obviously has a lot of work to do too, but you can't control that part. Right. Um, do the parts that you can do. And I think even while you're waiting on him to, to grow up in the ways you want him to, your own perspective and your own attitude is going to improve. And it's, it's going to be better for you. Like you're, you're going to feel better. And so I would start there. I would say do things to invest in your marriage. Try to get a babysitter or some and, and get out. Try to you know come to one of our events if you can, but do things to intentionally just connect as a couple, not just as mom and dad, because maybe he's feeling like, you know, in fatherhood he's lost his his wife. Um, but yeah, make it a point to to steep to stay connected as, as husband and wife and as best friends and lovers and all of that. And I would add too. I know she said like she, by the grace of God, you know, because this, I, I can tell the pregnancy was a surprise. So all of a sudden it's like, okay, we're off to the races. We're mom and dad now too. Um, I would say, you know, she's adjusted well. I think that maybe his mind and his heart haven't quite come around. And I think we can unknowingly as wives and mothers cut our husbands off from things they could help us with when it comes to parenting, because we'll just take it on and we do it and we keep on doing all the things because we can but I can tell that you don't want to do it all on your own and you want him to enter in. And I would just tell you, you got to kind of help let him know what he can help with and keep on asking him, keep on showing him and making him feel needed um, and wanted and, and bringing him into that parenting picture. And I think too, that he's going to, he's going to show you too, that he can do more than he's been doing. And also um, I can tell right now that you don't respect him because he hasn't stepped up and he probably feels that. I mean, yeah. man, does he feel that? And you, and you would say, but Ashley, I'm sure, and I get it, like, you're like, but he hasn't been respectable lately. Like, he's not stepping up as a dad, and I'm having to carry this load, and my heart goes out to you. But I just would encourage you to give him tasks and moments and where, where you can, he can step up to the plate and then call out the good that you see. And I'm telling you, you will see your man rise to the occasion. Because more than anything, there's been research behind this. You know how as women... We want to hear I love you. Men obviously want to hear that too. But it, when they did all this research on men and how kind of what makes them tick, the phrase they love hearing the most from their wives is like, you know, you're so good at that. You're able. Mm -hmm. I respect you and thank you. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm telling you, say those things. I mean, obviously, when you say I love you and women, we want to hear I respect you, thank you, and all those things too. But to the level, it was different in men and women. And so I just encourage you, um, help to build him up in that way, even seeing the smallest thing. And you'll see that praise behavior is repeated behavior. So good. Very good. Great, great response. Okay. We're going to start a new segment that I just came up with on the fly. Cause this is EXO live and I have no idea uh, if this is even working, <laughs> uh, but I'd like to throw some questions there and I call it, let's get real. Cause I want this to be short enough for a real, right? So this is going to okay. be oh, yeah. compressed. Real. I'm going to ask you the question and you're going to get, you're going to give me the, the, the quickest possible path we gotta be quick. to get it quick um uh so you ready for this new segment i just came up on the fly and right. we haven't even talked about it let's get real okay one two three let's go you've got a kid sleeping in your bed a toddler sleeping in your bed starting over let's wait let's wait it's getting real starting starting again exo live okay take two take two <laughs> two-year-old uh sleeping in your bed you're pregnant you have guests staying in your house how do you have sex with your spouse Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, pioneers used to do it like in oh, honey. they did like in a one cabin, one room cabin with like nine kids. You know, they would just be like, I don't know, look away. I don't know what they would do, but it, they would do it. Um, so I would say to get a pack and play. Yes. Um, you know, give that kid whatever you need to do. Can it give be that exciting? Kid an iPad. Can it be exciting though? I mean, can can you make it spice it up a little bit with with that kind of? I mean, is it is it something where you're 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 able to kind of work with that scenario to make it even a little bit hotter or spicier or is it something where you're just trying to get it done well i think that's part of the spice the mm -hmm. danger of it you know getting yeah, caught the, the child waking up the, I, and this is i it's hope my true. kids never watch this but, but there's there's been times when uh our kids were younger that they because we sleep they sleep with sound machines and stuff like you know mm -hmm. we were able to be together they, they were out you know and they had sound machines and we would be be quiet but now they're older our youngest is 10 our oldest is 16 and um there's no chance of them not like <laughs> you know yeah. prying or wanting to 
mm-hmm. what's going on in there and so we have to be a little bit more strategic about it when whenever kids are around but i was just going to say you know in that situation where you have a, a cohabiting you know child in the bed the two-year-old and you're pregnant and you've got a lot of guests in the house regularly how do you prioritize it in a way where you can practically find a space a time is it okay to do it on the closet floor is it okay to do it on the on the bathroom rug is it okay to do it in the shower i think i think that's Absolutely. the kinds of things i would yes. be i would be talking her into um hey listen we're gonna Thank go you. into the to the to the laundry room and you're gonna act like you're doing laundry but we are gonna be doing some laundry <laughs> um, so i i'm for it you're just gonna christen each part of the house we're <laughs> yeah. gonna go to the laundry room immediately after this recording. yes you are you know, I've, I've, I've heard that the laundry, the uh, washing machine can actually kind of help. I've, oh, I've read that somewhere. That's what they say. Uh, but we've never yeah. tried that. So uh, I hope we get some sponsorships from any kind of appliance company Maytag. out there that wants to, yeah, Maytag, that wants to Maytag. sponsor the podcast. And this one's sponsored by Maytag. Yeah. <laughs> Bringing your sex life, cleaning it up in the bedroom and in the laundry space yeah this 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 get let's get real segment has failed already it's gotten but weird it's it went from real to weird my second, real weird real, real weird. weird it's a real weird segment my second question and this is something that our great producer taiwan the great and powerful taiwan said to ask you this question it's a great question because it's somebody wrote this in I found myself listening to the podcast about pre This This question's going to last longer than a reel, so I'm going I'm to ask you this question. But uh, I found myself listening to the podcast about pre-ejaculation, men having an orgasm early, and I became very self-conscious because of how hard it seems like it takes my husband to orgasm while we are having sex. It almost, mm-hmm. it, it all, almost seems like he has to close his eyes and really focus in order to orgasm. We both agree that we have a good sex, sex life, we are both in our middle 20s, married and have two littles. We are both he- healthy physically, but I'm starting to feel insecure as we just had the baby this summer, so I'm still trying to recover from postpartum and having a hard time with the extra chub stretch marks. But overall, I'm not an overweight person, look cute for my husband, lingerie and makeup smell nice. Why does my husband take so long to orgasm? Is it me? Am I the problem? Because when you're a guy struggling with uh, pre-ejaculation, premature premature ejaculation you're supposed to be thinking about baseball or uh i don't know uh, uh harry Carey or somebody that's going to be like uh, uh, the most off-putting yeah. thing yeah. uh related to sex but this guy's probably now the cowboys are going to let us down every yes. year oh, oh my gosh uh that that is a that Too is a, that is a buzzkill but the uh, but this obviously is a situation where she's wondering if like he's yeah. actually having a hard yeah. time even climaxing with her because it's it's a situation but i would say that you know, uh, again, different people are, are built differently, but what do you guys say? I have some questions. Okay. And, um, first I would say, are you using condoms? Because sometimes that'll just, it'll take longer. I mean, right. We talked oh, about yeah, this. Yeah. Um, maybe the sense he's might be closing his eyes, just trying to really focus the mental part of it because the sensitivity has been taken away. That might be a possibility. Um, I don't know too, if there's been pornography in the past, I'm not saying there is, this doesn't mean there is, so please don't misunderstand me, but I would ask, I would just ask in a really loving way and say like, is there something mentally going on there? Uh, it is not you. I, I think no, that- it's not you. That's the- No, no, no. That's the main takeaway is like, it, this is not, you're doing everything right. Right, I mean, he is, right. He is blessed to have you as mm-hmm. his uh, partner and wife. And um, yeah, just because he's not, struggling with premature ejaculation right, which is off, a good thing I mean, doesn't mean thing. like i don't want to plant insecurities in people's minds of like oh, i wasn't even thinking about this but now maybe i should be insecure right i'm just we're just we're saying there's a lot there's a huge spectrum of where where folks are there is and i would say too um i know that some like is there a tv on in the background when you're having sex because for some people if there's any other sounds or noises or visual stimulations, it can be like if you're what what I mean by that. Obviously, not pornography. We obviously have talked about how don't bring pornography. Well, the, the into longer marriage. the longer question. This was actually a shorter version of that question. The longer portion of it did okay. say that he has had trouble with watching porn in the past. Okay. She's walked in on him uh, a few weeks ago watching it, and she was yeah. under the impression that he would be honest if he was slipping up again. And you know, he was he was found watching it again. She was heartbroken with that. Um, in that regard, if he, if he has uh, images in his mind, if he's dealing with pornography, uh, should she should she be trying to entice him into the bedroom, or should she kind of give him a chance to find some counsel, find some accountability, 
kind of get on the right track mentally before she sub subjects herself to that kind of misery of thinking the whole time. Oh, wow. Is, is, yeah. is, that, is it me or is he thinking about the images? Is, is this going to lead to me, him asking me to do weird stuff in the bedroom? What would you say to that? Easy question, Gosh, I know. That's a great <laughs> question. And that does answer some of my questions. Yeah, um, yeah, thank you for the context. I would say, uh, man, we've been through this. I mean, yeah, it's part yeah. of I our mean, testimony. We, is, we talk like, a lot about it, yeah. and I, I get it. I would say, in his mind, like, it, it's not necessarily that, that he's, like, trying to lock in on these pornographic images during sex. If anything, he's, he's probably trying to get them out of his head. Right. During sex, because he he wants to be present, but the fact that he's put them in his mind. Well, and she said she just caught him. Too. Yeah, she just so caught him. So this is this is issue. a fresh issue, yeah. um, and so I know what that does. Like I've I've been there. I know how that implants images in your mind and really sabotages you um, emotionally and sexually. And so he he's got to get free from porn. And you know we have tons of resources, podcast episodes. You know, we talk about porn blocking and accountability software. Our book, The Counterfeit Climax, goes um, goes deep into kind of the, the physical, emotional, relational, and spiritual aspects of pornography, how to break free from it, how to heal when when you're the, the spouse who's been sinned against because of porn. Um, Do you think there should be a time, because we have talked about this yeah. before, like a time of abstaining so that he can get his mind kind of in a better place, and also that she's not having, because I... I understand that mental game, like, oh no, he's closed his eyes. Is he thinking about some pornographic image mm -hmm. just yeah. so he can, yeah, you know, right. climax? And and am I like what your dad talked about, Brand? Am I just, just the warm body that he's yeah. like acting out the, you know, fulfilling the fantasy or whatever? Um, I I really think at this point, I would encourage you all to talk to a counselor. I really believe uh, this is something that you both need to get on the same page about. And I, I think it would be good to put it all out on the table. You know, a term they use whenever there's been a, a breach of, of trust is full disclosure. Mm -hmm. He needs to be completely honest and in agreement with you that this has got to end and then put those boundaries in place. And that might, that might be that for a time it's different with every couple. We discourage long periods of time without sex, um, if at all possible, because um, we've just seen where, where this can really bring distance. But at the same time, I understand where there might be a short time where you know, you both are just trying to, to get on the same page, yeah. to get right with the Lord. If it's and... intentionally for healing and not for, for punishment. Exactly, or for, exactly. Because then that, that creates, you know, resentment. But but I do think there can be wisdom in, for a period, Yes. to just kind of step away and say, like, listen, let's 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 get a handle on this porn thing Yeah. Um, for both of our sakes, because mm -hmm. it's right. otherwise... We're just going to keep kind of wounding well, each other. Well, because he's going to keep on falling back to it like you were in that cycle. And then she's going to keep on wondering, well, is, does he desire me or is he just playing out these images? Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah, we, we have so, a podcast yeah. episode where we interviewed um, a counselor who specializes in kind of sex, addic sex addiction related things. And we talk about porn. We talk about kind of the appropriate way if you're going to abstain for a time, what that should look like. And, um, you know, if you if you looked looked back through the episodes that would be one is that sexpectations part one i believe right maybe i think I'd that's what to, it's called we can yeah. I'd have to go back and look it up yeah yeah but it was uh it was it was helpful yeah that's good that's 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 some, some good insights there but really we're praying nice. for you our, our ministry's here to help you and couples that are that are going through stuff you're going through and and we've been there too and you're going to get through it mm -hmm. yeah. uh that's great advice. And I would say if he's gratifying himself to a certain style of porn and then he's trying to, you know, his wife is in bed and he's sort of like not being able to gratify himself in the same way with his wife, I think that she needs to understand it is not her, that he's he yes. is probably dealing with a lot of confusing uh, sensations because he's programming his mind with a certain style of pornography that he's not able to recreate in the bedroom. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's, a, that's a real thing. And then also, obviously, you know, if, if, you're, if, if the world is open and you can just look at anything and you can pleasure yourself with, with any sort of stimulus, then, uh, I, you know, I mean, it's an unfair, it's an unfair, it's, it's out of balance and it's unfair because it's not the same standard for both. Yeah, it's an, it's an unfair expectation to put on her mm -hmm. to perform exactly. like that. Yeah. But I think you're right. Yeah, I think that they would they could use some healing mm -hmm. on both sides. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. And again, I think that if they can get through that, the the sex. The good thing is if they can get healed, 
and get connected, the sex can be better in the mm-hmm. future uh, yes, because absolutely. because they will have walked through something significant, and that brings you closer than than you really can understand. I know it's hard to feel those feelings now, but we've seen it over and over again. Once you get naked, like you guys talk about, the transparency, <laughs> open and honest, and you start sharing your heart, and he starts talking about why he's doing that, and she starts hearing his heart, and then she she starts to reveal to him that she does desire him, and she does want to include whatever would, would bring him, you know, greater pleasure that's that's safe and it's okay. And then they can start having really good conversations about it. But with accountability and with, with a certain level of heart healing, um, you know, there's not a lot of opportunity for, for her to feel safe and for her to feel like it's, um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's always going to be a wondering moment of, is he thinking about me right now? And why, right. Can't, why can't he climax? Mm-hmm. So this 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 mm-hmm. real weird segment I'm doing, which is which is totally off the rails. Uh, the last question I was going to ask is your most popular video on EXO marriage is about oral sex, and uh, we watched a movie recently. It was on TV. Um, she's going to be uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall, and there's this scene. Uh, the actor I forgot from Thirty Rock, where he's a newly married, and he's at the bar and he's talking to these guys there uh, at the bar, and he's like. Because they hadn't had sex. They haven't had sex. He was, like, super nervous. Was, his wife was really excited about sex. And he, she was wanting him to do, I guess, some oral sex things. And he was like, why did God put a playground right next to a sewer system? Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's very confusing for, for a lot of people. But, but it is. Oral sex is a uh, feature of sex for, for a lot of people. And I think that... It's something that, um, again, if everyone's in agreement and there's some people that enjoy this, some people that don't, that's okay. Um, I don't feel like yeah. there's anything – I don't feel like there's anything off limits when there's two of you that agree on something in the bedroom, just just the two of you. But yeah. if you read the comments on that YouTube video, mm-hmm. I mean, it is – everybody has an opinion about uh, oral sex. And the people that hate it, oh, man, they will give you all sorts of, you know – scripture and uh theology and biology of why god didn't design it that way but if you talk to people who enjoy oral sex they'll tell you uh all the reasons why they like it and uh, and there's a lot of reasons to like it so i'm just saying to to our audience out there uh david ashley that video is actually a great um video to watch but also how do you approach that subject now with with couples just just in general in, in regards to oral sex how do you condition it to where it's it's not mandatory or forbidden but it's 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 a place of enjoyment how do you how do you do that i'm sure you get that question all the time oh all the time yeah yeah Mm -hmm. well and it i think usually the question is more like one spouse who really wants it Mm -hmm. and the other spouse doesn't and just kind of like managing that dynamic of making the spouse who's uncomfortable like trying to get to the root of why they're uncomfortable with it where they like taught that it's dirty or wrong when they were little and, and then not, not shaming them for their, their mindset or their preference and also not shaming the spouse who's more adventurous, so mm-hmm. to speak, in the bedroom and wants to explore and celebrate the freedom that God gives us and oral sex being one of the expressions of that. And, you know, it like with most parts of marriage, most marriages have one spouse who's more excited about this than the other. Mm-hmm. And that's that's something to navigate and just, you know, Frankly, it's it's usually the guy who who wants it more in terms of who's writing us at least. Who writes us. <laughs> and and so women too though. But women too. Yeah. Like I mean, there are women that want their husband to to perform oral sex on them and you know, he's he's not comfortable and well, cuz usually not comfortable can be a lot of things. It could be kind of that you just like you were saying Brent, they're just uh they they've maybe been taught that it's wrong biblically biblically and they can't get that out of their mind and they're like feel like they're they would be doing something against God. And all that we found, um, you know, and obviously you need to have peace in your heart with what you're doing and talk through that with your spouse. But biblically speaking, I mean, if you go to the Song of Solomon, I mean, they're, they're being adventurous, right? I mean, they, like we have a lot of leeway when it comes to just exploring and enjoying each other's bodies, just the two of us, right? We're not bringing in pornography or any other people. Um, I, I think that, you know, oral sex can be something you enjoy. But I think for both men and women, when they write us, they'll say, like, it's a texture issue, uh, they just feel degraded. Like the remember, we worked with a couple years ago, where um, do you want to describe it? Where I think the wife at one point had been comfortable with it, maybe even prior to marriage. Like, and then all of a sudden, she like equated 
like she all of a sudden cut that off completely and her husband was like what yeah what what like, what's so, going on well they become christians right they at becoming like, christians and they and you know he's he was really honest and he was like he was like since becoming a christian he said every part of our life is better except for our sex life yeah mm-hmm. he said because before you know we were doing stuff like wrong you know we were we we come from a lot of sexual brokenness in our past, but she was open to anything and was very mm-hmm. free with her body and very, you know, just enjoyed sex. And I did too. And then now, now that we're Christians and she's trying to allow God to redeem and make us whole of and course. all this, make us new, um, instead of embracing the freedom we have as a married couple with sex, she's processing through kind of how she's misused sex or how it's been mm-hmm. misused on her. And there's all this stuff now that she doesn't want to do. And frankly, she has just gotten like really boring and timid in the bedroom. And like I think she would only do one position and not entertain anything. Yeah, other than intercourse in that one position. And so, like we, yeah. I just. But there was some trauma there on her. Yeah, part. there was trauma. She was dealing, so and we, he didn't know that. So we talked through that, yeah. and and again, like our book, The Counterfeit Climax, I do think it's a great resource for couples that are navigating that or any any host of, of issues related to sex. But she wasn't trying to deprive him. No, she, in her mind, no. I think she was trying to give him more of herself mm-hmm. because she didn't want to be that person that she was before. But in his mind, he's like, "Wait a second! You were used to be free, and you were free with these other guys too. And now, now, like I'm your husband, and this is the one place where we can be free. And you're you're holding back, and you're you're missing it. And it was a real tension point in their marriage. And I think to to some degree, a lot of couples will go through some version of that. And she just had to reconcile it. Like it, she just said, "Can you give me time to reconcile my sexual past and how I reconcile that, but also honor you?" And it, part of it was she, I think, felt guilt and she needed to forgive herself and know that yeah. God has forgiven her and she is free in Christ. But um, it, it was something they navigated, and I think they did come to a place of deeper intimacy and and eventual exploration of each other and not having any shame associated with it. But there was shame on it, and I'm sharing this story. Because I do think for a lot of people, that's why they have that attached to it. Maybe in their past, they did do that. And they and now they're like, I don't know how to reconcile this as a married woman. And is it okay? Like, it just feels a little wrong. And so it's just going to take two of you really talking mm-hmm. about this, praying about this. I mean, pray about your sex life. Like, yes. God created it. You can pray about it. It's a good thing. <laughs> Exactly, yeah. and I think it's an education s- situation as well because I think a lot of people, and we're about to wrap up, but we 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 are enjoying our time with Dave and Ashley talking about sex. Um, so you know, it's one of the situations where if you grew up obviously and and you were experienced uh, with sex and you'd had sex before marriage and maybe watched pornography, you may have a, a, a an imagery there that you understand the the anatomy. But there's a lot of people that come into sex. They grew up in the church. They, it was forbidden. They were, they were it was talked about almost like. Uh, derogatory, like this is not something you'd ever do until you get married. So they're very, very uh, ignorant when they come into the marriage. And so for the first time, not if, educated a, on it. If, if a woman's seeing right, a penis exactly. for the first time on her honeymoon, she's going to be a little freaked out probably because she's yeah. going to be like, I don't know what to do with this. Like, right. And it's, it's yeah. all right, new. And then and they're not attractive. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. So, and then for a man, the, the, the female anatomy is also, a little bit of a mystery whenever you're trying to figure out more than just the obvious of just, you know, putting, putting the parts, putting the male part and the female part. So I I would, I would say that I would encourage couples to just be a little bit more educated with your decisions. Don't just assume that because, you know, you heard something in church or you heard a friend say something that it wouldn't be something you would enjoy. If you both agree upon it, and it's not harming each other's body, and you both enjoy it. I don't know why mm-hmm. you would you would talk yourselves out of something like that. That's not forbidden, because you can you can use scripture all day long as, as much as you want. But if you want to get so legalistic about sex, you really can only do it for procreation purposes if you want to get that that legalistic. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. if if, yeah. if you go down that path of, you know, you can't do this, you can't do that. Um, I mean, a case can be made that the only time you should have sex is whenever you're trying to procreate, and once once sex is no longer needed for procreation, then you don't don't have it anymore. Now that, that's kind of the, the way that if you go down that path, you, you start to talk yourself into weird things that really limits you from pleasuring each other and really enjoying each other's bodies and, and doing more with what God created, the, the intimacy, the romance, the, the fun. And it doesn't have right. to be every time, but it should be something where at least you've checked it off a list that you've tried it and not not... not 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 just hating on it without without ever trying it because you know you, you never know you may you may enjoy it but again with your spouse 
in a monogamous relationship inside the marriage it's all good so thanks for being open and honest today guys with with the subject matter at hand and um, thanks for being on the exo live show we love you guys and we're coming up on a very fun season in 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 the February month, we have Exo Conference, obviously, but you guys are going to be at Church of the Highlands with Jimmy Evans and Dan Leanne at their marriage conference, and that's going to be a fun event. So if you want to find out all of the the, the upcoming information for calendar dates, all of our Exo tour stops, what's happening, go to exomarriage.com. I do want to say that we are a 501c3, so if you are a person out there who believes in marriage, we absolutely need your help more than ever. So if you want to be a part of EXO, please go to exomarriage.com forward slash give, and you can give uh, any amount you want. Monthly recurring gifts are helpful for us to, to build a base of support. But really, it is something where a lot of times people find us when they're hurting, and then they, they get help. And we want to be here for everyone that's, that's, that's hurting in their marriage. But also, we want to train the next generation of people getting married. We have young people that watch and we need your help more than ever to educate people. This is, this is marriage for the masses. XO is marriage for the masses. We want to reach everyone we possibly can with the good news of marriage and help people keep their minds fresh and renewed about how they can have one of the best experiences ever with marriage. It's possible. It is possible with people like Dave and Ashley Willis guiding you from uh, their, their wisdom and their expertise and their many years of marriage, as well as all of our other speakers and writers here at XO. We could use your help. So go to xomarriage.com forward slash give. Uh, go to EXO at home if you want to watch the EXO uh, conference uh, from the convenience of your home. And then Dave and Ashley, all of the, the, the good details, at Dave and Ashley Willis on um, Instagram, at Marriage on Facebook. Um, you guys go to Stevens Creek Church in Augusta, Georgia. And you guys are, are um, just, I know, loved everywhere you go. But Stephanie, I def- definitely love you. You're, you're, yeah, you're dear sure. friends of ours, and we're, we're so appreciative of you. We love you guys. We, no, we love so you guys so much. So thankful for you. So and it is, whether hanging out digitally or at a <laughs> restaurant or wherever, it's always, always a pleasure. There's no lag. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. We love y'all. So, XO Live, thanks for joining us. Everyone, thanks in the queue for uh, putting your questions in there. If we didn't get to them, we'll try to get to them next time. And we'll be back next week. Actually, uh, we're taking. I'm going to be in D.C. next week, so we won't be here next week, but we'll be here in two weeks. And that's when we are going to even turn up the volume more for the conference. We're going to have a lot of uh, things to talk about right as we go into the conference season. But uh, thanks for tuning in today. Everyone, have a great week. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Bye.